You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. As the offseason marches on, as does our positional power rankings. I'm the one who started doing that first. So, you're right, and I took it and I made it better. So today's power ranking is, of course, the tight end position. We have quarterback, running back, wide receiver. We naturally work our way down the totem pole and find ourselves at the tight end spot. Here's a little bit of a spoiler alert because we all know who number one is. He's the only dude this year that had over 1,000 yards receiving for any tight ends. Really? And he had (laughs) 1,338. No one else had 1,000. Second place was 914. I'll tell you who that is a little bit later, but... No one else touched a thousand yards for a tight end. The guy, the guy, as we keep shrouding it in mystery, who sits at the top of both our power rankings, had a thousand three hundred and thirty-eight and twelve tutties. He had the most touchdowns too. He clearly is the number one tight end. But before we get to him and have the big reveal, I'm sure everybody's anticipating who it could who be. Gonna, yeah, right. Let's get to our top ten in our JDQ MTC. The five guys that just didn't quite make the cut for me at tight end. I got Zach Ertz coming in at number 11. Really quiet for Zach Ertz ever since being traded to Arizona. Wow. Okay. And really good tight end, but hasn't had a great year this year in the past year. I think he's been pretty solid. Meh. He's number Meh. 11. Dawson Knox, I have at number 12 okay. from the Buffalo Bills. I always want more out of Dawson Knox. Yeah. Like, I always think he's going to he be better be than He should be doing a is. lot more. This guy's in my JDQ MTC, but he could be top five if he stays healthy this coming year and plays like he can. That's where I put Darren Waller. Hurt all of okay. last year. Totally. And totally and really fine. didn't do much the year prior to that, getting injured a lot too. But if this dude's healthy, he's a, he's an elite tight end. Totally fine. Then I have Juwan Johnson from New Orleans. New Orleans. Caught a lot of touchdowns this year. Seven yeah, touchdowns for Juwan yeah. Johnson. And then Hunter Henry out of New England. That's okay. who I have to cool. round out my, my JDQMTC. No problem with it. Um, I think tight ends, you know, there's the guys at the top and then. It gets thinner. The, yeah, the herd thins sure. out of it. Yeah. Uh, my JDQMTC, I have. One similar guy, but first I have Cole Komet at number eleven. He had a big year this year for Chicago. Big he year, seven touchdowns. And if he quietly, can, if Justin Fields stays healthy, that's a huge target for him. I also have Jawan Johnson out of New Orleans, and third, I have Noah Fant, who had a really good year with Geno Smith in Seattle. Really guy, great addition for that offense. I think he can be a lot that, better too. In that Russell Wilson trade, yeah, absolutely. Like he only had four hundred eighty-six yards, four tutties. He can get to like eight hundred yards and eight tutties. I think mm-hmm. he was that kind of. I mean, he was good in Denver. He's young. Yeah. Tight ends, just, tight ends take a while to blossom. They're, right. they're not a, a, t- a position that 
that like walks in and is immediately great. I We've mean, seen Ty- Kelsey was not immediately great, like from the second he stepped onto the field. All right, starting our power ranking. Okay, number ten for you. For me, I have Tyler Higby from the LA Rams. Okay. He's kind of in that same Dawson Knox category. We're like, yeah, he should be better and than this he was is. obviously a down year for him but because if, but of Matt Stafford not being available. Still had 620 yards, three tutties. Yeah. Still had 108 targets. Overall, the so offense. The Rams target him a ton. Yeah, overall, the offense wasn't great. I mean, those targets probably would be down if Cooper Cup Cooper isn't Cup was there. there. Yeah. But I, I, I like it. I mean, he was a huge contributor to the offense in 2021 when they made their way to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, and again, I think he's just. One of those guys that, you know, the herd starts to thin out a little bit. So he's obviously not like a star tight end, but he's a very solid, serviceable tight end that I think I think deserves to be in the top 10. Your number 10 tight end. My number 10, someone you had in your GDQ MTC. I guess I'm giving a little more push for this guy just on his potential if healthy. Because when healthy, everyone considers him like a top three guy at the position. I got Darren Waller at number 10. I just wish that guy could stay healthy. Stay healthy, right? Not stay healthy, and he's he a beast. He also had the substance abuse problems beforehand. Right, 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 like right, right. He, he was trouble off the field, then he was able to get back to football. Um, you Like, you remember when, the, I think, was it, it was hard knocks, I think, when the Raiders were on, that like they really shone mm-hmm. a light on Darren Waller's story and how this guy could be like one of the best lot. tight yeah, ends right. in the NFL if he could just stay on the field. And now he's staying on, his off-the-field stuff has gone away, but now on the field he can't stay healthy. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, gonna have to break in a new quarterback this year, whether it's Jared Stidham, whether it's Anthony Richardson, whether it's Will Levis. Somebody's gonna be new for Darren Waller to play with. It'll be interesting to see if he has a little bit of another renaissance in him, or is this gonna be kind of like I'm Darren Waller? I had two really great years, and that's all she wrote. Mm-hmm. Uh, it remains to be seen, but great tight end. Has yeah, every when, every tool when in he the tool can, case. when he can fully be available to a team, he really is a threat. And that and that offense. Think about that. If he can become fully available to the Raiders, that th- that's a three-headed monster in terms of um, a tight end, a wide receiver, and a running back. Yeah, and they were missing that all of last year. He, he only played in nine games last year. Uh, he had 388 yards on 28 catches and three touchdowns in those nine games. So he was producing when he was out there. Right. Just He needs to stay healthy now. That's the biggest thing for Darren Waller. All right, moving on to all number right. nine for me. We see him twice a year. I think he was supposed to be a lot better than he actually is, wow. but I still think he's getting pretty good. I've got David Njoku oh, out of Cleveland. Okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> what did you think I was going to say? Oh, that well, you said twice a year. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. No, I think Njoku was supposed Okay, I like the Njoku. He was yeah. supposed to come in and be a top-tier guy. Like, he was drafted in the first round. He was supposed to be this prototypical, I'm the next up at tight end. He's never really gotten it there yet. Again, he's still young-ish for a tight end, though, mm-hmm. and he's been having his better years, you know, recently and getting better. Last year, six twenty-eight in the yardage and four tutties in just fourteen games that he played. So, producing for that Browns offense for sure. Um, I-, I could see Njoku being a guy that like maybe leaves Cleveland in a year or two and catches on somewhere with a a studly quarterback and ends up being like a really fringe top five type of tight end. I, mm-hmm. His build is unbelievable. Like, he's a big, fast, strong dude. Uh, it, everything you want out of the modern tight end is what the Njoku mold is. He just hasn't really been able to get his full potential. For sure. I mean, I don't have him in my JDQM to see it. Again, I think it's just because you can kind of 
switch out a lot of these middle tier tight ends because I think that's what you're left with. You're left with a couple of guys who are elite as elite gets, and then you have the king and number one. But then everyone from like five through like twenty five are pretty much on an even playing field. So I don't even have Njoku in my JDQ MTC, but I can totally see the argument to be made for him. All right, number nine for me, and I think here you go. Here's a great example of how flippy floppy these tight ends can be. At number nine for me, I have Zach Ertz at number nine. Okay. Zach Ertz, I thought when he left Philadelphia, it was, okay, Zach Ertz is done for. You know, he was a really good tight end in Philly for a couple of years, and that was it. But then he's actually found some good success, some decent success in Arizona. Um, just has been kind of consistent around that 400, 500-yard mark almost every year he's been there. He's not putting up the flashy numbers he had in Philadelphia, but he's playing consistent. And I think that's what you need out of a tight end. You need someone who can be consistent and reliable. And certainly for someone like Kyler Murray, who can be as wild as wild gets, you know, it's a good check down guy to have Zach Ertz is for a guy like Kyler Murray. Yeah, no question. And Zach Ertz uh, only played in 10 games last year. So another guy that needs to to get healthy again and yeah, kind of reestablish games, himself. Only played in 10 games, but finished in the top 20 in terms of yards for a tight end. Finished with 400 yards, yards in the season. Yeah, he had four tutties as well. So, yeah, he's still really good. Um, and i be interesting to see what the new regime in Arizona, you know, what they do with Murray and Ertz and Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Because if they keep Hopkins, they still have some talent on that team and, and some weaponry on that offense. So, And I think that um, Zach Ertz, if healthy, can definitely factor into that as well. Mm -hmm. All right, number eight for me, yeah. I have Dalton Schultz out of Dallas. Tom. Dalton Schultz and number Dalton eight. Dalton Schultz for me as well. See, there you go. Dalton Schultz is just the perfect number eight tight end in the NFL. Uh, five touchdowns last year, 577 yards through the air. Uh, 57 catches on 89 targets. He played in 15 games. Um, I think he's actually one of the more underrated tight ends in the NFL. Like, hmm. I think he gets put more into that Higby Knox category. Okay. When he could be flirting more with that, like, Goddard Ingram territory of tight end, if that makes any sense yeah. to me, from me. So I think he's a little bit underrated, but I think maybe the best is still yet to come for Dalton Schultz. I also feel bad for his quarterback. Well, I feel bad for the quarter that he's left playing with Dak, Dak Prescott, who can just turn the ball over a billion times in a season. And maybe that's where Dalton Schultz really carves out a niche for himself, you know? He ends up being that safety blanket for Dak, ends up being that guy that's you're just mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, maybe in the red zone you throw to me a lot more instead of trying to force the ball into C.D. Lamb. But Schultz is in a good spot as far as weapons around him is concerned. He's not, you know, the main. It's not like an Andrews situation in Baltimore where he's the main ca the main guy. There's other guys to throw to as well. So I, I like Dalton Schultz a lot. I think he could have the potential to have an even better year than he has in in yep. recent memory. Um, I think still on the ascension is Dalton Schultz at the the tight end position. All right, so he was our number eight. For both of us. Is number seven going to be the same as well? I have another NFC East tight end in number seven. No, it's not going to be the same. Okay. So, you want to go first? My number seven is Evan Ingram. Okay. Jacksonville. Very fair. Really came on strong towards the end of the year this year. Uh, four touchdowns on the season, but he had 766 yards. He had two games of 100-plus yards. Yeah, I think oh, just well. overall, everyone on that team kind of blossomed as the year went on, including Ingram. 
and I I really like him in Jacksonville because you were this a lot of these tight ends on we can say I just want more out of like Dawson Knox and Dalton Schultz or um, Noah Fant right you know what yeah. I mean what was the other Tyler Higby out of Los Angeles right you were waiting for Evan Ingram to break out as a tight end in New York and he just never did and his first season in Jacksonville had a huge end of the year and I think now with that. Under his belt, he'll have a whole offseason as well, just gelling more and more with that offense. And, of course, they they also get to add Calvin Ridley. I think it's going to be a very dangerous offense. Oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Jacksonville in, in 2023. Uh, definitely a team to keep an eye on for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, be my favorite to win the South at least right yeah, now. Yeah, for right now. Man, they, they really could have used Ingram in, in New York too, the Giants. Yeah. Any weapon would have been great for Daniel Jones in the passing game. And, and to let Ingram go and then see him have the success that he did this year in Jacksonville and will potentially get him paid in Jacksonville this year, it's it's got to be great for Ingram and kind of sour grapes for mm-hmm. the Giants. But it, the Giants are giving out their own contract money right now. So sure. I'm sure yeah. they're I mean, they're I'm sure they'd much, rather pay, they'd much rather pay Danny Dimes and Saquon than Evan Ingram. I think you're right about that. I feel confident. So, so your number seven. So my number seven I mentioned was NFC East. I went Dallas Goddard for about steps in for you. Really great part of that Philly offense. We just talked a lot about Ingram feeling a nice overshadowed part of the Philly offense because there's so much. Yes. I mean, the guy, considering he's playing behind technically as a receiver. Behind AJ Brown and Devontae Smith, the they guys have, they have no weaknesses on the offense. No, running backs good. He's line's still good, quarterback. He's still got seven hundred yards. Good. Yeah, every I mean, position's good. Tight ends don't get a lot of yards, and he got seven hundred. Now he didn't find the end zone that often. Only three got three. He had a one game of a hundred plus yards. I mean, that's not horrible. I mean, for he only a had tight sixty-eight end. targets though. Yeah, like, right. He's like, doing all that damage on sixty-eight targets. His yards per reception is twelve point eight. That's Tied for the highest with George Kittle of the season as far as yards per perception is concerned. So, like, he makes the most of his opportunities, but it's tough to, like, you, if you put Goddard in Baltimore, he's like Mark Andrews, right? Mm-hmm. In your mind, like, he, yeah, he's right. that kind of production. Because well, he's the only guy you can throw to. So, him just, you being put a s- lot of these tight ends in Baltimore and, and they're all as good as Mark he's Andrews. Just overshadowed. Maybe. I don't know. I think that's a little, that's a little harsh on Mark Andrews because I think he really is talented. No, it is harsh. But I'm saying like Goddard is just as, as good. He's just overshadowed. Right. By if so you many if you take away a run first offense and you take away a wide receiver two like Devontae Smith, and Dallas Goddard is putting up top three numbers. Goddard played only twelve games this year and had seven hundred and two yards. Yeah, right. He was on track to be the second tight end to go over a thousand yards this season if he probably didn't play the whole hurt. season. But you don't know because like you said, there could have been four games where he caught like 50 yards total because A.J. Brown's having a party mm-hmm. and Devontae Smith is invited. So mm-hmm. it's tough to really carve yourself out a consistent role on a team like that. Trust sure. me, I know because I took Miles Sanders in fantasy mm-hmm. a lot. And every time Burned I took him you. was the games that he didn't do Burned anything. Yeah. And yeah. I didn't take him. 150 yards, two touchdowns. I remember. Every time I went out. So. All right. You had that Goddard. I had Ingram. My number six this is where I have Pat checking in. Not at okay. the top five just yet. Right there on the outside looking in. I guess I got six. a little. I, a little I, I showed excited. a little bias in my ranking. But he had 732 yards, uh, to only two tutties on the year this year. 98 targets, though. That's a lot of targets for a tight end. And I think that number is only going to go up as he and Kenny continue to get a nice to grow uh, together. Yeah. The thing with Firemuth 
and I think people tend to be like, oh, he gets overrated so much. The reason why we rate him so high, despite maybe his numbers not being there yet, is because the numbers are where they are with how young he is. You don't, right. like we've said all along, you don't see this kind of progression from the tight yards end in his second year. this early in their career. They're, Almost 100 targets in his second year. They're late bloomers, and he's not a late bloomer. He has stepped in immediately. And listen, Kyle Pitts was the tight end taken the highest since, I think, was it Mike Ditka? It was like the highest tight end pick since the Super Bowl era. Pat Fryerman's been the best tight end of that class by far so far. Uh, Pitts, Absolutely. Pitts can't get any oh. traction in First Atlanta. of all, Pitts, did he make your JDQ? No, he didn't. Did he make mine? No. Yeah. And, you know, Fryerman's That could was, just be the Atlanta. It could be, yeah. and I'm not giving up on Pitts because he's still a freak physically. Mm-hmm. But Fryermuth is outplaying him so far, and, and what a great yeah. young start to his career. And that's why I think people have him so high on lists like this is because the potential is through the roof. And the the fact that he's kind of realizing that potential this early is so encouraging mm-hmm. for a young tight end. I agree. I Again, my bias may have shown in my rankings. I got him a little bit higher. But anyways, my number six, I, this is where I have Evan Ingram. Nice. I like that. I talked a little about him before when you mentioned him. I just think that this is this is a guy who you saw kind of find his role in this offense as the season progressed and – Assuming they can just pick up where they left off, right? I know it's a big if. And, yes, he'll he'll be playing with, I mentioned Calvin Ridley, who could pro- potentially take away a lot of targets and yards. I just still think that shouldn't take away from his quality of play. I really think he's an important piece to that offense. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. In just a few taps, in the Angie app or clicks on the site. You can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. Renters, you can use Angie too for moving, installations, or cleaning. Angie can even help with extremely specific projects. Just tell them what you need, and Angie will find the right solution for you. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com, or download the app today. All right, getting into our top fives now. Number five is where I have Dallas Goddard checking in. That's totally fair. So number five, Dallas Goddard out of Philadelphia. He had 30 less yards receiving than Pat Fryermuth this year in four less of a game. We've talked ad nauseum about him already. I just thought I'd throw one little nugget out there like that again just to you know reiterate how good I think this guy is and just how damn loaded that Philly team is on offense. Mm-hmm. Right, your first guy cracking into the top five. First guy, again. <laughs> again, I'll admit my bias showed. I got TJ Hawkinson in number five. Number four for me is TJ Hawkinson. There you go. So, yeah, Hawk makes the move to Minnesota. I think great move from the Vikings to get him in. 
Don't really know what the Lions were doing there. Don't and really know. It was a very either. good weapon that they could have had. I think now with Adam Thielen kind of regressing as he has, he's their he's their number, number two, two receiving option. option. Yeah. Well, he had 129 targets between the two teams this year. That's I would have most. loved. I really would have loved to see Hawks stay in Detroit. Yeah, I would have too. Him and Amon Ross St. Brown being like their yeah. two big, kind of like a Tyreek and Travis yeah. Kelsey kind of dynamic there. But he was second in pretty much every category too, mm-hmm. Kelsey. Uh, not in touchdowns. Uh, he had six touchdowns, but he had the second most yards with 914. He had the second most targets with 129. He had the second most catches with 86. So. And you feel like you didn't really hear about it just because Justin Jefferson was balling out every week and completely overshadowed what he was doing as a tight end. He had two games of 100-plus yards or more on the season. He played in all 17 games. He had a touchdown of 81 yards this year so that's a a pretty big long for a tight end that's a long way for a tight end to have to rumble and stumble down the field uh but yeah hawkinson is and another one of those guys that kind of fits the friarmouth mold right like obviously still had some you know polish to add to his game and he's getting better and better but was kind of impactful from the from Jump Street, like was a, a highly touted prospect at tight end, came to Detroit right, right away, and everybody was like, hey, he's a really good tight end, even for the Detroit Lions. So I think Hawkinson's one of those guys, though, that is really great now. He can he can knock down that door to elite. I think you, to elite. I don't know if Minnesota's the team, though, that can really like, Maybe not, un- unleash him. But he can be elite. He's an elite kind of player. So. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's in both of our top fives. My number four, it's where I finally got Pat. I got Pat at top. Now, the reason I put him at top four. I don't think he's as good as Hawkinson yet. I just don't know if it's there. I get that. Again, I, I admit to bias. Hawk, I think he could be better than Ingram. I think, the, I think what I did wrong was put him above Hawk and put him above Goddard. Yeah, I think those two are a little. That's, you're getting a little greedy with those Yeah, two. I think I, I admit. Those are very am, good players. I'm looking at potential here for Pat. Right, if you were to put Pat with like a thirty-year-old Ben, oh my God, I think Pat is unleashed, raining touchdowns right. in the red zone. Right, right, right. Now but it's now he it's was up playing, to Kenny to get that right. Kind he was of playing with, with a thirty-nine-year-old Ben, and he caught and some touchdowns very, from him. Still. He did, and a very young, inexperienced Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he's had both ends of the spectrum. Right. He's had the last year of a Hall of Famer and the rookie season. Now that's a tough thing for a guy to come into. And put up the numbers like Pat has with. Mm-hmm. I just really love his potential yeah, as a tight end. He's got the most potential of any tight end in the league, I'd say, right now. For sure. Maybe Kyle Pitts still is up there, but yeah. I, I, like, I like are... Pat a lot more. I like Pat ceiling a lot more than Pitts. All right, top three. So top three, I'm going to guess, are the same guys, but different. Up, or... Number three, I have George Kittle. Yeah, okay, okay cool. the same order. Number All right, three, I got George Kittle, Kittle number two, two is I got Andrews. Andrews. Well, I got Heath Miller. <laughs> just out of respect, we just yes, always put absolutely. Uh, George Kittle to start there at our number three. Kind of wanted to put him in front of Mark Andrews. To I be did honest. too. Like, I was Tom, think, I was thinking about. I it. thought when you said that we have him in different orders, I thought okay, he gave more credit than I did to Kittle. But Kittle and Andrews both played fifteen games. Andrews had way more targets. He had 13 more receptions. I just feel like Andrews did so much more with so much less. He had like 80 yards more receiving. He had three 100-yard games. Kittle only had one. Kittle got 11 11 touchdowns. I mean, that's a high-scoring offense compared to the Ravens, who are a good offense but not super high-scoring and playing with Tyler Huntley and Antonio Bryant at quarterback. Yeah, but they were playing with Brock Purdy. Like, it's tough to like— Yeah, but Purdy— you can't just say like 
I mean, would you rather start? Would you rather on your team? Purdy. Purdy. Huntley or Bryant? Purdy. Purdy. You, the order you just listed them in is, is the, the order, order I would go in. Yeah. But you would the 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 drop off from Purdy to Huntley is pretty significant too. Probably. I mean, I still think the jury's out a little bit on Purdy and Kid. Oh, here's where I will tell you this: where you're right about you know the schemes being set up differently. Baltimore's all about the run, baby. It's run, 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 right. run, run. And Andrews is our only still real option. Getting that. Yeah. Shanahan's getting everybody open. Right. You can do backflips in the middle Including of the field. Kittle. You're so wide open. Yeah, Kittle's one of the main right. mainstays of just dr- all this misdirection. And then George Kittle, the WWE superstar, is in the middle of the field wide open because of the scheme. And then when he's in the open field, that's terrifying to have to take down. Because not only is he a big dude, I think he's actually legitimately crazy. Like, I think he's legitimately <laughs> a psychopath. So that's tough to tackle. Uh so there's just a lot more going for George Kittle than there is Mark Andrews. So I think that's kind of why we put Andrews in front of him because he put up more numbers really everywhere except for the touchdowns, working with so much less personnel-wise and mm-hmm. scheme coaching-wise on his offensive side of things. Andrews, if he had a wide receiver there, like uh, a legit wide anyone. receiver to take some of the attention right. away from him, he'd, he'd be putting up Kelsey numbers for sure. I mean, look he'd, at be last, in, he'd be in the 1,000. Last year when he had Marquise Brown on the team, had hundred and somebody that can open things had 107 up. catches for 1300 yards and nine touchdowns wow what a difference it makes when you actually have a guy who can play the wide receiver position and that's not even a great wide receiver that's just someone that's who just can a guy spread the field out a little bit for you they like, they were literally playing with no one at that position I think Deshaun Jackson was their number did. one receiver he was at playing some point. number one wide receiver this year at some point so, so look at that look at that jump he had a hundred over a hundred catches for 1300 yards and nine touchdowns that's all pro numbers. Any given year for a tight end, right? Any given year. That's an all pro. Except for the years where you have to go up against number one, which is every year for Mark Andrews. And that's Travis Kelsey because yeah. he has got a permanent reservation at first team all pro yes. at the tight end position. 1,338 yards, like we mentioned at the top of the episode. 110 catches is the only tight end that has over 100 catches, by the way. No one else has more than 90 catches. I'll, I'll say it again. Mark Andrews did it. The year prior, playing with an actual receiver. 1,338 yards. I said that already. 12 tutties. High watermark for tight ends, beating out George Kittle's 11. Can I just he say let one, every category. one more thing about Mark Andrews? I'm sorry. I don't mean to be so high on a Baltimore Raven. The guy You just said he's playing behind. He'll be behind Travis Kelsey every year of his career. I keep harping back on 2021. Guess what else happened in 2021, Tom? Guess who was on the All-Pro first team? Listen, they gave it to Andrews. Instead Andrews Kelsey, was first-team All-Pro, and Kelsey was second-team All-Pro. How about that? But who was the better tight end that year? It was Kelsey. I don't know. You're like, taking Kelsey. You're taking Kelsey. If you had to pick between the two, you're taking oh, Kelsey. Oh, I'm going Kelsey all day. Kelsey. All the, he could potentially be the greatest day. tight end of all time when it's all said. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he's so frustrating to watch oh my as God. a team that he does as, when you're rooting for a team that he's not playing for because he's always freaking open on third and 15 always he's always and he's always gonna be the guy that he does his dance when he scores too like he's not only he's is always he great, gonna be the guy to throw to and he's always wide open he's great and knows he's great which is like the worst thing you could possibly be because then he throws it in your face every time that he's so great i think he's i think he has surpassed Gronk. i really do Ugh. It's so hard to say that, but, I mean, he's going to have another year next year just like this one, and then how? where are you going to be then? How are you going to say he hasn't been? By the way, only tight end on this list that hosts Saturday Night Live as well. 
So I haven't watched that one yet. I heard he was pretty funny. He he's like one of five NFL players ever. To it's host it. Brady, Brady Manning. both Mannings. Yeah, Tarkenton in the past. Fran Tarkenton. Oh, really? Way oh, I was gonna say JJ Watt. JJ Watt. And now Kelsey. It. Kelsey. I wonder if there's another one. Like any guys, like Dion, maybe. No, I don't know if Dion hosted it. I'm trying to think, like, if maybe like Lawrence Taylor, you know, because he's New York. Yeah, right. Because he's in New yeah, York, in New so York maybe guy. he hosted. And he was such a big star. I don't know. There's been a couple. But there's only been a few in the modern era we know. Two Mannings, one Brady, and Manning last, right? Or JJ. JJ was the last one to host. And that was like a couple years ago. Yeah. So Kelsey getting that nod is is pretty hilarious. And I mean, he's probably the funniest player in the NFL right now. So I mean, depending how you feel about him. Like when he's when he's calling himself, no one believes in us. Well, that's just ridiculous. Kansas City, we're the underdogs. If you missed any of our show today, don't worry. You can download and subscribe any of our shows, uh, any shows like The Drive, uh, Wes and Moats, Steelers Blitz. All of our programming here on SNR and for the podcasts are available to subscribe to at the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opperman. Enjoy the weekend, everybody. We will be back again next week with some more Steelers Standard. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.